This is episode 176 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. Recently, I wrote a blog about nutrition and kids, talking about how healthy kids learn better and a talking about it, of course, from a solution-focused perspective. And in one part of that article, I talked about body image, and I've gotten questions about that. And it's true that society and other people and sometimes kids telling other kids about the way that their body should look gets in our head. It gets in our kid's head. And Handling this in a very gentle manner is important. In this episode, we're going to talk all about that and more. So let's get started. This is the podcast where you learn how to build stronger connections and have better conversations using the solution-focused approach. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a solution-focused life coach, and each week we learn new strategies so that we can build our families strong and be the person that we were always meant to be. You can learn more about our products and services by going to thefocusedmindset.com or hop over to Amazon to get 30 Days to Higher Hopes. Welcome to episode 176 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. I'm Cher Kretz, and today we're going to talk about an article that I actually published a while ago. I wrote an article for my school because we were doing a parent uh, workshop, if you will, and the topic was on health and nutrition. You see, our school had noticed that a lot of kids were bringing their own lunch to school, but we suspected that a good portion of them thought maybe the kids were eating the free lunch that our schools now provide, and so it was just full of snacks and junk food, and the teachers were like, wow, I think we really need to talk about nutrition, and when I started talking to the parents, many of them said, that's a subject that we're interested in. We'd really like to know how we can get our kids to eat healthy and exercise more. So we had a whole parenting uh, workshop on it. And I wrote an article to support the parents. And I went ahead and published it on my website, thefocusedmindset.com. And there was one particular part of that article that has gotten a lot of attention I've gotten emails about it. I've gotten questions and I want to address it with you. And it's the part that I spoke about how we should talk to our kids about their weight or about their physical activity or about their, um, even their success in a sport as it relates to how physically fit they are. These are things that are such sensitive subjects but sometimes parents plow straight in or coaches say all the things that a ch makes a child have a complex and the parents are left trying to unwind that. On the other hand, some parents say that their kids don't listen to them. They always are telling them all the positive things and you're beautiful. And they'll say, well, of course you think that way. You're biased. So how do we address this subject? That's what we're talking about in today's entire episode. Now, if you want to read the whole article, you can hop over to thefocusedmindset.com and click on the blogs and you'll find the blog that's titled Healthy Kids Are Ready to Learn, Focusing on What Helps. 
you're going to read all about my solution-focused strategies and everything that I could think of. I have topics on, um, you know, hydration and how it affects the brain when we're not healthy. And at the bottom of the article, I even listed tons and tons of different snack ideas and then lunch ways that we can make our lunch fun for the kids, what we can pack, um, even making it simple for all of our busy schedules, some really cool things that we can pack that the kids will be like, oh yeah, I'm eating this and it's actually healthy. Yeah, I have uh, some ideas for that in this article as well. It was published back on 4-20-23, so you can look that up if you want. But the subject of weight, it's a big one. We need to be aware of the dangers of pointing out how heavy or how thin our children are. Because you want to make sure that you're your child's cheerleader and you're their advocate. Because regularly pointing out their weight can have a damaging effect on a child's self-esteem. It can actually hinder their progress rather than motivate them. It's important that we remember that every single child has a different need when it comes to their nutrition and their physical activity. No one kid is the same. And what worked for us is not necessarily what works for them. That feels kind of like a heavy burden to bear. And that's why we need to have open communication about it, because it doesn't come naturally. I had a child a couple of years back now come up to me during my workday as a school counselor, and she just was uh, walking around the, um, the yard with me, not really playing with other kids. And I said, what's going on? You know, you seem like you're just chilling. She goes, well, I'm kind of hungry, but I didn't eat my lunch. And I said, well, why? She said, well, I had another appointment with the doctor yesterday. And the doctor said that I'm overweight and I need to eat less. Well, uh, I knew that that obviously was a blow, but I just wanted to sit there in the moment with her. And I said, wow, how did that affect you? And she said, well, what the doctor said didn't really bother me. I was trying to figure it out and see what I would do. It was the way my mom reacted that really bothered me. I said, how did your mom react? And she told me that all the way home, her mom told her how uh, how overweight she was and how horrible it would be in her life if she ended up fat and all the dangers of being fat and how you could die young and pointing out relatives and talking about the way people think of fat people and just talking about all the food that she ate was wrong and just on and on and on. According to the way her daughter took it, it just made her feel worse and worse. And I said, is that uh, something that you're still thinking about while you're doing your schoolwork and during the day? And she said, yeah, I think about it all the time because I just don't think that I'll ever be able to do what the doctor said. I'll never be able to. And I'm bound just to be fat when I grow up. And I said, well, what did you do when you got home? Did you ever have a chance to revisit that subject and talk to your mom about it? And she said, no, honestly, I just went home and snuck some cookies and ate them. I thought, wow, this child is trying to carry a heavy burden. I can imagine from the mom's perspective in that car that the child may have seemed like she didn't even care what the doctor said. 
She may have even shrugged it off when the mom mentioned, what do you think uh, if she even asked that question uh, about what the doctor said, she may have shrugged it off. Something triggered that mom to go ahead and continue on with talking to her about all of these uh, different areas of um, the dangers of being overweight and on and on and on. It was just too much for her to take in. And on top of that, it made her just feel worse. And from her mom of all people. Now, like I said, I step into the worldview of that girl, but I also had to step in the worldview of that mother. I've been that mother that's felt maybe nervous by the news of a doctor and then reacted in the moment. When we react out of fear or we react out of panic or we just start talking without thinking, we're not being open and honest with our child. We're being insensitive. I think that many times a parent uh, feels like they're saying what needs to be said and saying it like it is. And I get that to a point, but we also have a responsibility to be sensitive and caring and understanding that there's a lot more going on up inside our child's mind when they're thinking about something as uh, serious as their weight. And um, I know that my my journey was quite different as a child. It wasn't because of being too heavy. It was because of being too skinny. I had a grandmother that was well-meaning, but every time she saw me, she would say, oh, she's just so skinny, tiny, whiny. Look at those little tiny arms. Just look at those skinny arms. You need to eat. We need to fatten you up. And that stayed with me so much to where later in life, when people pointed that out, kids will be kids, they're not always nice, and they pointed out the fact that I was skinnier than others, it just continued to reinforce in me that something was wrong with the way that I was created. It can happen that quickly. So for us, we need to think of solution-focused ways that we can approach our kids. And I'm going to, in a little bit, give you four questions that you can ask your child when the subject of weight and health and uh, physical activity comes up that can encourage them to take ownership, encourage them to write a narrative for themselves moving forward that includes them wanting to be the most healthy version of their self, whatever that is and being happy with the person that they are while they do it. A child can pick up a variety of dangerous habits when they feel awful about the way that they look. I recently read a study when I was um, studying to do a talk about uh, children's stress and anxiety, and it was by the, the National Psychological Foundation, and it was so interesting to me because in the top 10 fears that kids have is the fear of being much larger and or much smaller than other kids their age. They are worried about that. They're concerned about that. They notice that themselves without anyone telling them. And then the added reality that kids will bring up that they're bigger or much larger or much smaller. It just adds to that anxiety. Could this be the cause of true mental anguish? I believe it can if we're not careful. Feeling too big or too small has the potential to lower self-esteem and self-worth. And 
like I mentioned before, our kids will truly begin to think that something's wrong with them. Throughout my years, I've seen many kids struggle with society's norms regarding how people should or should not look and how much they should or should not weigh. And uh, I, I filtered through the stories in my mind when I was preparing for this episode. And one of the stories that I think about now and then is of a child that was in, I think, seventh or eighth grade. It was when I was a, a middle school counselor. And I came across this child because she had fainted on the playground. And they brought her into my office to eat a little something and to talk to me. And she said, I fainted because I've been dieting. And I said, how long have you been dying, dieting? And she said, to her memory, she hadn't eaten a good meal in about a month. She had mostly drinking water and mostly hidden this from her parent because she thought that she should diet and she should lose weight. And so she talked to her friends and she looked on the internet. And before you know it, she was full blown putting all of her energy into losing weight. And then she felt as though she had no energy and her grades began to drop. And, uh, and when, when she discussed with me how she's been feeling depressed and unhappy, I began to talk with her about, um, well, one part of our discussion was talking about how our brain actually needs nutrition or it begins to, it begins to shut down the other important parts of our body, like our energy level and our ability to think. And she said, wow, is that true? And I actually sat with her and we looked up some statistics on that. And I said, you're not alone in feeling like you need to do something about your body. But the trouble is, is sometimes we get tricked into thinking that taking away our nutrition is something that's a good idea when it really isn't. And she just was like, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Well, this was such an extreme case that I did need to bring the parent into this conversation. And she was scared. She was so nervous and scared. Now, those of you who are solution-focused counselors, you may be sometimes reluctant to bring the solution-focused skills into these kind of really tough situations. When we have a crisis, sometimes we feel as though we need to abandon that and just help them get on the right track. Although we feel that way in any situation, whether you're a counselor, a teacher, a parent, um, or even if you're working with your friend or, or a loved one, you can talk about the most sensitive of subjects and still do it in a solution-focused manner. As the girl was so nervous that her mom came, I said, hold on now. Let's, let's just relax and have a conversation. And when the mom uh, got to school, uh, she, she was very nervous about what in the world had happened and what we were going to talk about. And there with me, I allowed the, the daughter to open up the conversation and they began to talk. And while they're in front of me, uh, the dialogue began to happen. And she shared with her mom that one reason she hadn't talked to her about it is because her mom was giving her all kinds of positive feedback and saying, wow, you look so good. And have you been losing weight? And mom said, I didn't know this is how you were losing weight. 
see, the daughter was like, I'm not going to tell my mom what I'm doing. And besides that, she's happy with me. So you can see that the lines of communication were so mixed up between this girl that was heavily dieting and a mom that was just excited that her daughter seemed to be looking a little better at the beginning, just losing a few pounds. So this shows us that we even need to be careful about how we quote unquote compliment a child when their weight goes up or down. We need to be able to talk to them about, um, hey, are you doing something different right now? Your weight seems to have been shifting. And find ways to say it in a way where it doesn't uh, praise them for losing weight or even make them feel bad about gaining weight. And this was a this was an eye-opening conversation for me to even listen to. When I got to the part where I really wanted to find out how the parents could fix this, the mom um, began to say, well, that's it. We're going to watch everything you eat. And I said, well, let me first ask a question. I said, what is your very best hope for your daughter's nutrition and for her physical well-being? What's your best hope? And she thought thought for a minute and she told me and her daughter's right there. She said, I just wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be able to explore foods, but not overeat or undereat, but just grow up to be a healthy person. And I said, well, if she was healthy, what do you think you would need to do to help her with that, to get her to that place? And that question, those two questions help the mom be in a solution realm rather than a problem realm. It was so easy for her to be like, oh, this is just awful and horrible. And she began to say, well, I think we can change some of the things in our cupboards. I think you and I could talk more. I think uh, I can listen. I, I, I haven't ever heard that you ever feel this way. And then I turned to the daughter and I said, well, why don't we take this minute to share with your mom? What is your best hopes for the way that you look and your nutrition? What are you hoping for? And the daughter said, you know, I just, I just want to be able to feel like I can fit in my clothes. I hate going shopping and the clothes are tight and I can't fit in anything and I have to look and look and look. And the mother immediately just got tears in her eyes and said, I know how you feel. I have to do that same thing. And just that moment where they were both on the same page, they understood each other. They were there in that moment together. The daughter said, I don't want to have to hide things from you. And I don't want to feel like I can't think and I can't concentrate. I want to be healthy, but I just thought that dieting was what I should do. And I said, it sounds like you do want to find uh, a balance between this dieting and also where, where you, where you've been now and where you'd like to be. That sounds like you want, you guys want to do a balance of that. What do you think you guys could do to get there? And they continued to talk and they decided to go to the store together and find food that would work. And I talked to him about the danger of having her just go out and eat a burrito after she's been not eating, because that could be very unhealthy. If a child has chose not to eat, they need to slowly introduce foods back into their diet because they're in a place of their bodies kind of like surviving. So, um, so we talked about all of those health issues and they made a plan and I felt like 
choosing to give questions, even to pose the question to them in such a way that helped conversation flow was what was needed. I didn't need to share a whole bunch about the dangers and what was happening and what they could do differently because really they probably know a lot of that. Now, I did give them some paperwork as they went uh, home and some places they could look into to get further help, and I kept an eye on her. And it was a good three weeks later that I was out, um, out and about, and she found me in the hallways and said, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I have a journal, and I write down everything I eat, and I talk about it with my mom. An idea that she came up with on her own. See, they are the expert of their own family. They know what works for them. She started writing down her food and sharing it with her mom. Wow. That story showed me that it's always important that we have open communication about even the toughest subjects. If you have just even the slightest thought that maybe your child is dabbling into something unhealthy, talk to them about it. Bring it up. Even if they still are quiet about it, they'll remember that you inquired in a non-judgmental, caring way. So let's talk about the things that we can do instead. One thing is, and this is in the article that I talked about on my website, thefocusedmindset.com, make sure that your kids feel comfortable coming to you about body image concerns. Secondly, make sure you promote being happy in your own skin, regardless of their weight day in and day out. And that goes about, that goes for how you talk about your own weight as well. You're responsible for that because if they see that you're always being like, "Eh, I don't like this, the clothes are too tight. Eh," They're going to think that's just the way adults are and the way that they should be too. So promote being happy in your own skin, regardless of weight. The third thing is watch what you say about other people behind their back because they will assume that you'll feel that way about them as well. Big one right there. I can't believe how much kids can process and figure that out in a heartbeat. I'll say, well, why do you think that they're going to judge you? Oh, because I see how they judge aunt, whoever, uncle so-and-so or a person they see on the street. They see that and then they know. If I ever have a problem like this, I don't want my mom to judge me or my father to judge me like that. So mm, no, no, no. The conversation stops. So what's the third one again? Watch what you say about people behind other people's back in the earshot of your kids, or they'll assume that that's the way that you will feel about them as well. And then Fourthly, do research with them and encourage them to share the research that they get about weight and nutrition with you. Because if they come across an article that is off base or a little eh, not really good healthy information, they might share it with you innocently because you have open communication and you can correctly change that and say, oh, that's actually not really accurate information that we want to follow and here's why. And be solution oriented. Rather than focus on the problem, 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 problem. They know about that. Like we talked about, kids tell them all the time. They look in the mirror. They know problems. They make up problems even that don't exist. So be solution oriented. So I promised you four questions that you can ask. And these are questions that you can write down. So we might want to grab a pen, grab a pencil. And the first question is, how can you be the healthiest version of yourself? The next question is, what ideas do you have 
that can make a difference. Another question, how can I support you in this journey? And the last question I'm going to bring to you today is, what did you do today that helped you be more healthy? Each one of these questions are allowing a child to explore communication with you and how they feel rather than past judgment. And they're solution focused. So try using those questions when these subjects come up so you can hear them talk, so you can let their mind begin to process and become uh, the expert of their own life like they certainly are. They're going to do things without you either way. So we want them to be able to, when they're by themselves, when they're at school, when they're making choices, that they're not hiding things until we then we have to make up for lost time, that hopefully we're being proactive. As we continue with this journey, I want to encourage you to say that none of us are perfect. You're always going to find things that are bringing down your child's self-esteem, something about the way they look, the way they are, and don't beat yourself up. It's difficult to catch everything. And I know even with this parent that she wanted to kind of feel heavy. What did I do wrong? The truth is, is that all of our family members go through their ups and downs. So let's normalize that. Let's just, if they're going through a downtime and a struggle, let's allow that to be just a step in their life, not a judgment on who they are. So it's time for me to get moving. Uh, if you've tuned in on YouTube, thank you for being a part of me being a little more bold and uh, recording the actual recordings rather than just audio. And if you turned in on one of our other platforms like Apple or Google or uh, Spotify, don't forget to follow and download. And, uh, and if you're on Apple, I would love for you to leave a review. Many people forget that, and I do mention it at the beginning of the end, but the reviews really do help with the, um, with the pushing out of this show to other people that want to hear this. And you might have thought about somebody who uh, is dealing with this very sensitive subject, and I give you full permission to share this episode if you'd like, or the article that I wrote. So it's time for us to get about our day. So until next time live solution focused. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes where I'm going to leave the links to my social media and the different places you can find me. And I want to invite you to be a part of my email community. It's absolutely free. And this year I'm doing so much writing and so much reflecting, and I want to send things directly to you. I send the special notes to my email community and you can email me right back. You have a direct line to ask me questions without any barriers of a website or anything. Check the show notes for that link or go to thefocusedmindset.com. And if you click on getting the journal prompts, you also automatically are able to be a part of my community. And if you're interested in supporting this program, there's three ways to do it. One, make sure you're following this program so it comes up as one of your favorites. Two, share it either on your social media or with someone you love straight to their email. And the third is to leave a review. And I love reading those. By supporting this program, we're helping people be solution-focused. See you next week.